This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. Yo. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 3 of the All Love No Fear Podcast with your host. It's me, KB, in the building, ready to do some podcasting with... Mark Metapoetic Bennett. Yep, 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 yep. We in here. We in her. Word, word, word. We in her. Yeah. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. We here, we here, we here, we here. Uh, how you doing? How you feeling? Um, I'm hot, but I'm good. Yeah, yes. I I viciously wiped some sweat from your brow uh, yes. earlier, um, but it seemed it seems like that did not um, pan out as hoped for. Uh, perhaps we should get you. A, we need to hire somebody to come and do these things because we need somebody to get you a towel so they can like wipe your forehead expeditiously so that you don't like sweat sweat. That's no good. No, because I I'm, I am quite hot. You look hot. You look hot. If you must know. My health levels through the roof. Um, that's why I'm kind of like just sitting here like as still as I possibly can so that I don't start sweating because that's not, that's not good. It's not good for, good for business for me to be a hot sweaty mess. Yeah. Uh, let's go right into, well, how, how was your week? How was your week? Um, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty uneventful. Uh, I, I'm more excited about la- about this coming week. It's spring break for um, where I work. So, I mean, I'll still be working, but like uh, spring break means less interaction. You know, a lot of people take off during spring break. Uh, so it'll hopefully be a quiet week and I can kind of get some things, excuse me, that have been on my to-do list uh finally done um but yeah i mean last week was cool it went by quick i felt like i looked up and it was friday i was like oh what happened it's crazy so feeling good feeling good how about you yeah i'm doing good i'm doing all right no um no problems i'm good apparently okay um yeah so yeah it's good we'll we'll work it out um but we'll go right into love it or lose it hey love Love it. it Or lose it. Hey, 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 love it. Or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, 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 Love and Lose It for season four, episode three. Um, it's like a two part Love and Lose It. Okay. So two parts. It's it's because I was I've been thinking about it and I guess we'll introduce it when it comes in. But like basically, um let's just say 
when, when you're looking for a job, right? And there's four, like I'm thinking about this four things that, um, that we kind of use to get a job that mm. effective. Mm. And there's something that we like the most or like the least when doing to get mm-hmm. a job. Mm-hmm. And there's four things that like as an employer, you might expect one that might be better than the others. Meaning like if I'm looking for a job, there's something out of the things, this is, I feel like would be the best way to betray myself or the thing that I enjoy the most doing. Mm-hmm. But as an employer, there's certain things that like you'd rather get more than any of the other options for a team member trying to apply for your job. Okay. So when we do it, I want I want to lose it for you as a person who's looking for a job, mm-hmm. and I'll lose it for someone who is. A, okay. A why are you Why are you over here trying to make it hard? Because like it, I'm doing all this thinking, I got to write things down. Goodness. The four right. The four options are. Did you oh, play love, with love and lose? Love and lose it. Because <laughs> so, so you're too busy talking about other things that ain't got nothing to do with the love and lose it. That's why. That's why y'all come fuck with now. Maybe. See, that's, you, you might you might have some some facts what you're saying. Might. Uh, <laughs> so love and lose it for season four episode three, three. is when you have love and lose it is when you have four choices. One person has four choices. No one else knows what the choices are, and you have to choose one option you will lose, throw away, never want to see again, and one that you love, hold on to, never want to let go. That's what it is. Right, and when you're when um, what I have like to explain what the options are, and the four options are doing a resume, mm-hmm. having an interview, uh-huh. doing one of those personality tests, uh-huh. or having references. So doing a resume, interview, interview, personality test, personality test. Or giving your references, giving references, like ha- having and giving references. And I have to choose which one I would I would love lose first. Lose first as first as a as a person who's as a person who's looking. Like you would rather not do that, throw that away. Mm-hmm. Wish they never asked for it. Mm-hmm. And then what would you lose as employer? Meaning I never want this, but we have to take it. <laughs> like well, not I never want it, but this is one when I, I really want the least. Okay. Um, so as a person seeking a job, the personality test is what I would probably lose mostly because, um, they're long yeah, and they're very repetitive and I get why they're repetitive because they're trying to like get consistency in your answers. Like if you've ever applied for like a retail job and like you applied online and it's like you put in all the information, then it takes you to this series of questions where it's like strongly agree, strongly disagree, agree. Like, and it's like, it feels like 300 questions that they're asking you. Um, and it seems like some of them are being reworded and asked again. That's essentially what a personality test is. And, you know, as a person who is certified to conduct some of them, I get the value in them um, in the sense of organizations have a culture and they have like a way of doing things and they're looking for someone who will be a good fit for their uh, for the position that they're looking to hire for. And I mean, I understand to a very large degree why fit matters because a person can be very intelligent, very qualified, very all those things. But if they don't fit within the culture of the company, it's going to make for a very annoying and unproductive work environment for the employee and for you as the employer. So I understand why personality tests are important to organizations, but I also feel as if um, you know, it does, it does in some ways eliminate 
opportunities for people, I think, uh, who may really do a good job, but they're just not the, cause fit, fit gets really dicey because fit doesn't have to be a carbon copy of everybody else there. They can be different and still fit. So I feel like I see both sides of the coin with that. So for me as a employee, potential employee, the, uh, the personality test is the lose it for me. I hate them. <laughs> like, I'm like, girl, you didn't ask me this already. Why are we here? Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. What about you? Um, yeah, I think, uh, my lose it is the personality test as a, uh, in person looking for it. Cause most, and it's because, it's because of what you said, but also it's kind of like, I feel as if with the stress of getting a job, people are kind of making things up. It's diff- I think it's different from when someone willingly mm-hmm. says, I want to do a personality test. Right, right. And then filling it out, trying to figure out how who they are. Mm-hmm. With the stress of trying to find a job mm-hmm. and the pressure of that and like right. a lot of times. Like, like people, I, I, I people just get on there and lie, I feel correct. like. Because yeah. I, I, I think it's not just a personality, it's a personality test with the you get this wrong, you might not get a job. Right, which right. B- which bothers people. Yeah. So it's like... That's a lot of added pressure. It's a lot of added pressure. And, and like, I, I feel like it's a... Uh, it's it's only, it's only like, accurate or beneficial to people who already have a job or, or, is not, or like, not really in financial straits. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So I think it, it, becomes, it becomes a classes test. Yeah. Intense, because it's like... I, if I really need a job, I'm going to say whatever you, I'm going to try to say whatever, whatever, whatever it is I think you want to hear. Yes. Which is not giving you, it's not giving an employer accurate representation of who I am. Right. And it's, it's not, it's not fulfilling the objectives you want it to. Right. To fulfill. And, and for, and, <laughs> and for the employer, it's limiting their applicant pool because the minute someone sees one of those, they might be like, I'm not even going forward with this application. I don't even have time to sit down and do this. So it's like now you're potentially missing out on a candidate who would have been great simply because you erected this like barrier in in their way. And they're just like, I don't want to do it. So but what I will say is I know a lot of employers, their goal is to limit their pool. No, I get it. I get it. Like I've, I've, I've met employers who, who like they would get a bunch of resumes and they would just like they would get like almost a hundred, couple hundred resumes mm-hmm. and they would take half of those and throw them out. Yeah. Just, just off the bat. Yeah, like of course you, 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 you're in public, so you have to analyze every resume. Yeah, we have to look at every resume. If it, yeah. if it's submitted and it meets the qualifications, yeah. then in, in, in a public sector, you have to do that. Yeah, like if, it, if it's at least submitted, it doesn't even have to meet the qualifications. Like yeah. you have to, you have to look at it. They have to look at it. In a we, private sector, they do not care about those things. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they were like, I'm, I'm gonna read like five of these. <laughs> Basically, like in a private sector, they, they, they don't, they don't follow the rules at all. No, um, and there's no really way to prove that they haven't. Right. <laughs> Many times. All you have is proof from Indeed or Monster or whoever that you submitted an application. But yeah, you have to prove that they didn't look at it. Yeah. Who knows if it ever made it wherever it was supposed to quote unquote go? Yeah. Who even knows? Yeah. So. So. Um. But yeah. So that, that's my mind is also those person those trash personality tests. The next okay. is um. What is your lose it as an employer? What do you think that you would least likely want? You said resume, interview, personality test, and. References. References. Uh, yeah, I think I would. A part of me wants to say the resume. 
the be, least like okay because I, I i understand because people be saying anything on those <laughs> first of all yeah first of all I, like i've been in enough interviews to where i've been like who picked this person <laughs> like and there have been five of us like the way my job works is when a, 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 a somebody applies for a position a committee is formed to do the first round of interviews and it's usually five people and we have to go through every single resume that's submitted determine if it meets the requirements and then we have like a whole scoring system to determine whether the person gets an interview or not and so i've seen some resumes where it looked like this person was a great candidate and then when they got in the room we all we all went back and looked at the resume after the interview like who voted for this person and apparently all of us did because they're here but it's like ain't no way what what was it that we saw on this resume that made because the interview was just so bad and it wasn't a case of like oh, the person was nervous or whatever. Like it legit was just like the person just did not answer questions. Mm-hmm. Like we would ask the question, let, let's say, you know, how would you address a situation with a disgruntled client? And they would go on a tangent about a vacation they went on five years ago. And it's just like, what, huh? What are we talking about here? What's going on? So I feel as if, yeah, the the resume, like while it's important of those four things, I would as a potential employer not really take I, I've learned to take it with a grain of salt when it comes to like representing people because I've seen it enough times where the resume, what's on the paper does not match what the person is giving in front of me. So while I do understand the value of them like the, like if i had to throw one away that would be the one um okay i understand the perspective you're saying and like i said i understand you with especially from public you have to look at all the resumes yeah if you yeah. have a look if i look at the resumes i would say that too <laughs> yeah. like, I, like i've been i've been I, on i have to look at all the resumes I, I i've say been on too. like search committees where we legit have gone through like five and six hundred resumes yeah so literally I, so i understand doing that yeah. And you and you feel as if there might have been um, people that have been better, but you have to go by the resume. Yeah, I have to, I have to look at the resume. I yeah. have to review it, even so if I, I even if I know person. it's like nah, I still have to go through the resume, and and make a decision. And then sometimes people, it's it, it gets interesting when people on the committee like are vastly differing in their opinion. Yeah. So now it's like you going back and forth with somebody because they're like, well, I think that they need to, and I say it, it's like, no, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Are you smoking crack? So it just. <laughs> It just creates a lot of discussion prior to actually meeting the person. And most of the time when we meet the person, like we're all in agreement, like, okay, this ain't this ain't what we thought. This ain't what we thought. But yeah, the resume, like pe- people can finesse those and you know, pay people to use services and stuff like that to make themselves look great. Um, shameless plug, uh, new business alert, new venture alert. You don't want me to talk about it? Okay. No, no you said don't talk about it. I was gonna plug it, but Stay tuned. Yeah. New things coming. New things yes, coming. Yes. You'll, you'll see soon. You'll see. You'll um, see. Surprise is coming. Surprise is coming. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. 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 I, um, and you know, you know what the funny thing is? My loser is references for a reason. Okay. Tell me more. My loser for references, because I feel as if references can be phenomenal for you mm-hmm. as an employer or the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Because I feel as if with references, you're you're not really sure 
the client, the um, candidate's relationship to the reference, mm-hmm. the person referencing them. Mm. Um, and I'm not talking about family. I'm talking about just like just their um, closeness because, like, um, people have like people in power mm. have had good references for years, and that's mm. how they've got where they've gotten mm. without having the skills behind it. Mm. Um, they just had good references, right? <laughs> Mm. And I don't, and it, but it's never like people are, and I, I I know it's like that's how the business works. Mm. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. I, right. I, I got that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still trash. Right. <laughs> right. Because like you could, like your reference could be the CEO, mm-hmm. but that's because the CEO has known you since you were young. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to give you a great reference. Mm. And you basing off, and us people, a lot of times, references have been a push over to get somebody into a job, mm. and that's just because they know the right person. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Um, like, and and like, and that's why I say I understand. Like, a bad reference is detrimental. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you don't you don't want to have a bad reference, but like, right. it's not really how good reference is. It's who the reference is. Right. <laughs> I, I, are you are you finished? Um, I don't interrupt you. No, it, it's like, like sometimes, of course, people say like it's what the reference is because they don't really they're trying to figure out like their relationship and how mm-hmm. they, how they how they act and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how they are, how they how they work and everything, and mm-hmm. how detailed they are might 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 help. <laughs> sometimes the references are good. Like it, I understand why. Mm-hmm. It's it's just I feel like it can be a great thing as an employer, but it could also be detrimental. Okay, and that's why I said. Okay, I think for me, my love it as an employer actually is references. I, I believe you because the I, I know. the way we do references, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't know how everybody else does references, uh, but the way we do references, like it's almost like we're interviewing them because we come with a, like a specific set of questions that we're asking them to get to certain things, and then of course there's time for candid conversation, but we we go in with about five or six like very specific questions that we're asking the references, and I found that you know the references have sort of surprised me in ways where I was like, I didn't think the way they were going to say that, like they swayed my view of the person because to me, I feel like an interview, like people can put on a show in an interview. I've been in interviews where I've been like, Oh, this person is like the bomb. And then I've worked with them and be like, yo, you really put on a show at that interview. You really, you really convinced me, but you're like nuts. Like something's really wrong with you, but you know, they're here. I got to do the best I can. Um, so interviews to me don't really as as employer you love it as references. Yeah. As employer. Yes, as an employer. Yes. And I'm saying because interviews to me, I've seen how people can finesse an interview. Shoot, I can finesse an interview. I mean I'm I'm popping, but like I can finesse an interview. And I've seen enough people finesse interviews to know that people will do that. And then when you they start working there, you'd be like, Well, who who was the person we met at the interview? Because this is not him right here. So interviews are kind of an for me. And then you know, a personality test. And yeah, if there's the right balance and mix of people, you can kind of position somebody with someone who's similar or who would be complimentary to make it work as an employer. References to me, I think, have made a huge difference in terms of like when I've been in, in hiring interview capacities where we've been trying to decide between a bunch of candidates well, like the the references have really made a difference because at least in my experience the people that were chosen as references spoke very honestly to the uh 
to the person that we well, were calling about. Let, let me, actually, I, now that I'm thinking about it, this maybe maybe I shouldn't say legal for references. Only reason why I'm saying that because I'm thinking if I know the person, then it's might it'll be a great reference. Right. Like if I, if if I'm connected enough and I know the person who they're referencing, then I would trust I would trust their opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So may, maybe maybe I shouldn't say legal for that because. That 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 factor would sense my over, and I feel like it would be a good thing. So maybe, yeah, maybe, like if I if I if I have connections with that person, and I know that. So maybe maybe I, sh- I shouldn't put lose it for that. Okay, yeah, because I feel like I like that, that, that's, that's valid. Like I've I've contacted references who don't even live like in the state. So like I have no knowledge of them. They have no knowledge of me. I'm trusting that their reference of this person and what they're saying, based on their experience, is legit. And it's not like oh, I just called my friend. And ask my friend to do whatever, whatever. And when people write references to us, they have to give us the full rundown. Like the person's title, where they work, phone number, email, like the whole shebang. So it's like, this ain't your like sister or somebody like that. This is like a real person with whom you've had some type of work-related experience. So I found that, you know, references have really sort of swayed. What, what, what do you put down for references? You, you say you forget you said name, email, phone number. Name, email, phone number, position an organization they work for. Okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and a lot of times I've seen people give references and it's been somebody that they worked with or at the institution or whatever they've worked they've worked before. I've never I've very rarely seen it where it's just been like a random one off. I mean I'm sure people provide all types of people, but in my experience I've mostly seen people that either work where the person works now or worked with them in a previous place that they have listed on their resume. So, uh, yeah, references for me have really made a big difference in choosing one person over another. Because sometimes with some of these references, they like to talk. So if you if you give them enough time, they'll start revealing some very interesting things to you that will make you be like, oh, well, you know. Like, I remember my my boss was doing reference checks for a position that, we were hiring for in the department. I can't remember what position. And you know, you know my boss. And she's very, very talkative, very friendly kind of person. All I could hear was, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like that, that was the whole phone call. The other person was on the other end just talking. She was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was like, and when she hung up, she was like, I don't know why this person gave that that individual as a reference to them. The person was like, yo, this person is a troublemaker. These are all of the things that they've started up over here. Like if I, you can hire them if you want, but I just want you to know this ain't it. And she, and my boss was like, I was so flabbergasted. All I could say was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she was like, I could not believe that the person put this person down as a reference. And this person said all these negative things about them. It basically gave me every reason not to hire them. And so it's like, <laughs> I, I also think that some people don't know what reference means. Yeah. Sometimes people think reference means previous employer. Yeah, and it's like no yeah. re- reference. Reference can be a previous employer because that's if, somebody who's able to speak if, to your work. It's a good reference. But if they're a good <laughs> reference, like I don't know if the person thought that that person was a good reference or not. But like, and the funny thing is, my boss was like, she felt there was something kind of off about him, but she couldn't quite put her finger on it. And then having the conversation with the reference kind of like opened the door to what it was she was feeling because she was like, other people on the committee like this person. But like something about them is not quite jiving with me. And the reference gave like all the tea and she was like, see, see, I noted, it. I noted." it. So yeah. Yes, we do. I just saw a uh, Citadel's message. Yes, we do do 
legit references. We listen, we can't be hiring any and everybody off the street. We are not standing at Chamber Street talking about come one, come all. This is a very team team uh driven environment. So we can't be having wild individuals out here just doing whatever. We got to we got to quadruple check, double check. <laughs> we, we got to get into it, okay? Mm. Work, work. Mm-mm. Can't do it. What about you? What's your love it? Um, as an employer, mm-hmm. um, I think I, I'm very big on interviews. Okay. Like I said, I understand your, your concern with uh, references, but I think mm-hmm. interviews. I I enjoy interview because like I, I think you get like you can kind of get a vibe from most people mm-hmm. and everything um, with how they operate. What you what you, and I think, and I I, I guess. I understand why all the things are important because you try to attack all things. You, you can, you can, um, they can have all four good things and still be trash. Yeah. Or like it'll be something else that they're in, like they're just the way they attack certain things mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and it, it could even be like, and I, I, I think what you, I'm sorry, I think what usually can kind of, um, what modifies a lot of candidates, and I think someone could be a good candidate, but they're just, not knowing how they react to certain situations, I think, is the problem. Yeah, and like you can, you could try to put scenario questions in, right? But even scenario questions, sometimes people just be making they they, know, they just know the right answer to put right. In. Like right. if you say like if you're inside in this um form of conflict, how would you react to it? And they'll just give a great answer, right? <laughs> and like it's, and like for me, like in the industry that I work in. I know what certain questions are because I know what the what the keywords are that they're using. So when I hear certain words, I know what they're asking me and I know what they want me to give the answer as. So if if you've been like in CUNY and you've been working in CUNY long enough, you kind of know what certain things are. So you know what to expect when you hear them. So the questions are, it's like, okay, if you ask me about, like, for example, if you ask me about a scenario with what would I do if a student and a parent were in the office and they were arguing about something, I know that you want me to speak to FERPA. Because that's that's the big thing. Right. So it's like if I hear that enough, if I've been going on interviews, like I know what the answer is supposed to be. Correct. So I have a canned response for this now. But but, so, but, 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 but that doesn't that doesn't, doesn't mean that you would do what that I, in a how, real how situation. Because like yeah. how people operate and what they say to Right. Because I might be a person who's like I don't care nothing about no FERPA. I'm gonna talk to the student and a mama. So <laughs> it should be an honest response, but you also want it to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's like it's 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 a. It's 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 hard. It's, I don't know if there's any perfectly way. I I, I think they they just create a bunch of things to try to minimize it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, the false, but you could do all the steps and you could do everything and still get a, a yeah yeah candidate. yeah yeah like I, like like I said, it, 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 they're not really sure how to like it's not really helping them how to operate in all situations because certain things happen and when they operate a certain way, you're like oh this. Oh, this is what you do. This is yeah. Oh, yeah I see. Yeah. This is yeah. This is not what I want you to do at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of these scenario questions too are more about like trying to see what the person's thought process is and like what things come to mind for them. But like that, it's all fine and dandy in a hypothetical situation. But when the real situation happens, like will the like you won't know from the interview that the person knows what to do if and when the actual situation presents itself. Yeah, so it's correct. just kind of like. And and I, I think that's why um, even scenario they always say I think it's good they always say um, give an example of when it happens mm-hmm. and the example and the re- reason I, I I think if I, if I'm interviewing two different people the person that gives the more robotic 
great answer and the mm-hmm. person who's like a lot more natural and explain what they're doing mm-hmm. with their faults is that I might choose that person because I believe that they're more genuine with their response. Mm-hmm. I might I might choose them instead. Right, <laughs> right. And I think that's kind of where um where I'm at with that. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. This was interesting. This is interesting. Love it or lose it. Two parter. First time. Love Two parter. Or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, 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 love it. Or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 Yes. Yes. So let's get into the nonsense today. Let's just jump right into it. Main topic. Mm-hmm. So, main topic: the myth of, of the, the good, good guy. guy. The myth of the good guy. Good guy. Where so, did this come from? You ask. <laughs> a couple. Things. Uh, uh, a couple things. Uh, Derek Jackson is one of them. Yeah, Derek Jackson. Um, a lot of guys on the internet. <laughs> yes, a lot of guys on the internet. A lot so, of guys that I know. Yes. Um. Yes. So, this this is this is kind of um my thought pattern, right? Number one. First of all, let let well. How would you define a good guy, or how would you define the like what a good guy thinks is a good guy? What a guy, good guy thinks is a good guy? Yes, that's what? a different question. Okay, a good guy thinks a good guy is someone who doesn't lie, mm-hmm. someone who's upfront on how they feel, mm-hmm. a guy who um, tries their best not to cheat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and um. And doesn't beat their wife. Mm-hmm. Doesn't beat their girlfriend away. Um, doesn't cheat is up there. Is up there too. Mm-hmm. Um, these are just like very, very, very. It's very um, things that they can put on paper as, mm-hmm. as, as right. steps. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a checklist. Right. So uh, many times, um, the good guy is like they have a checklist of things that they feel like a good guy should do. And they check it off. I'm check this off. Check this off. I'm doing these checked off things. Mm-hmm. So, lo and behold, I am a good guy. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember I, I said this to you, and I said this to somebody else, and I realized that a lot of people don't th- don't know this. Mm-hmm. Most guys believe they're good guys, <laughs> and that that alarms me because I've I've met entirely too many trash ones to ever believe that. Most guys, if you ask them, believe they're good guys. That is most guys. But why? But do you do? Why? Think, think about it this way though. Why? Just just to I'm a, I'm gonna come back to the guys. It's not about that. But mm. do, don't most women think they're good women? Because we are. I don't. But I I I and this and this is why I say that. This is why I make that statement. Man versus woman wars. Whoa! A good guy to a guy mm-hmm. is different from a good guy to a girl. Okay. A good woman to a woman is different from a good woman to a man. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 That's that's my point. Because guys, we have like, I and I, I mean, I, are, I I mean, see, are there see, bad see. apples in every bunch? Yes. Correct. Yes. But, but like, re, what I'm saying is, I think even even because like with guys, like I, I only know from the male perspective, I'm a guy. And so that, like, for instance, with guys, we feel as if like we have to check off and do certain things mm-hmm. to be considered a good guy. Mm-hmm. And um. A lot of times, like, oh, we do this, we do this, we do this. I, um, I have a job. I'm, like, it, it's just, it's, a, it's a checklist kind of thing. right. And and the reason why we operate that way is because a lot of guys that we know 
operate that way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of we, when we have conversations with other guys, they're like, "Oh, I do this, this, and this." Right. So obviously, I'm gonna do that. So like, so, and this is kind of where like many times conflict happens is a guy does. I said I do this. I'm mm-hmm. doing these things. Mm-hmm. Why is my spouse still upset with me? Right. <laughs> I so, don't understand. I'm I'm doing these checklist things. Right. I've been told these checklist things. I'm talking about other guys. We all we all have the same checklist. <laughs> right. These are the things. Right. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> My girl, so, so like, so that's why guys get into these conversations with other guys, right? And be like, "Yo, woman's crazy," because right. we're like, we're all doing these checklist things. Yes, I'm out. Because, and I'll tell you <laughs> why. And no, I'll, no, I, I know why. I'm just saying this. That's okay. what happens. But go ahead. But what I was like, so to kind of go with that and <laughs> something why. you said right. before, the difference I think between good men who believe they're good men and good women who believe they're good women is that other women will tell a woman she's not a good woman. Other women will hold other women hold women hold other women very accountable. Women women police other women much more heavily, I think, than men police men. I and, then, and so and I the, feel like I understand what you're saying, but like I, I'm not I, sure how many women know what a good woman is to God is. I well, to that, a guy. I'm not okay. saying to a woman. I'm saying that. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of women know what a good woman to a guy is. I, to to to, let's rephrase that. Not to a guy, to their spouse. And I think you're you're right because there are a lot of people that have different perspectives on what a good woman to their spouse or husband is. Because, for example, with Derek Jackson, there are a lot of women who believe that his wife is a good woman, correct? Because she's staying with him, correct? And they're celebrating her and saying, "Yes, girl, fight for your marriage. You stay with that man. You hold that man down." There's whole like groups of women who have like wife school type. Things. So there, there are women who like have an idea of what they think a good woman is to a man. And if they see a woman behaving in that way, they will encourage that woman. But then I feel on the other end, there are women who are but like, I don't girl, think, but I don't this think, is some nonsense. Correct. But I, I just feel like in general, men, women are more vocal in their opinions, whether they are looking at it from a woman to woman perspective or woman to man perspective to other women about what they think they're doing. And, and this is why I, I don't fully agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's just things of perspective. Like, for instance, what what you said. Mm-hmm. A group of women would feel as if Derek Jackson's wife was a good woman. Mm-hmm. So that is their standard with good women. So if they see women not acting that way, mm-hmm. they're going to say something about it. But yes. I don't think that's a good woman. <laughs> right. So, but like, in their but mind... There, but there are also men who think that that's a good woman. So these correct. women that are policing are like doing the work of the men who think this is a good woman and Correct. doing the work of the women who think this is a good Correct. woman. Yes. And this is and this is why I, I say that. Um a guy would a guy, one guy would think another guy a guy is a good man mm-hmm. for this reason. Mm-hmm. If they if they are acting the way that they feel like we're a good man. Like if you, if you see another guy and they aren't like in our mind, like I said, they're they're not providing at home. They're staying like they're not providing um, at the house. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything. They're just like laying around. We're like, mm-hmm. no, that's, that's a terrible guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you see him, like, yo, you, you effing up. Get it together. But that's you. No, no. That's you. A, a lot of guys would say you effing mm-hmm. up. A lot of guys would not want to associate with themselves. Like, a lot of, like, a lot of men don't associate themselves. I'm not saying everyone, mm-hmm. but a lot of men don't associate themselves with people who they feel are bad guys. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just real. Like, so e- even if they have a friend who's always sleeping around, mm-hmm. in their in, in their mind they're like, yo, but he tells their woman or friend they're still around with him. You know what I'm saying? So 
I'm, I'm explaining to you how it goes. I, I didn't say anything. I see your face. I didn't say anything. All <laughs> I said was. So if, if we have a friend who's sleeping around, I'm like, all right, but he's telling he's telling who they're talking to up front. So he's not a bad guy because we're like, all right, but he's a relationship. He's fine. It's just he's. Or if he's someone who's cheating, you're like, oh, if somebody messed up, I had a conversation with him. He's like, yeah, I messed up. Like, so like our version of what a good guy is, is just different. We're, we're a lot of guys. A lot of guys are just a lot more forgiving to other guys, mm-hmm. right? So, like the um, so we'll see uh, another guy, and we're like, all right, this is um, he is. We understand that most guys understand that we are a not on your toes situation away from it being a bad guy mm-hmm. <laughs> to women's perspective. We're not, we're, we could not be on our toes at one point. Michaela said, you actually are a good guy, Mark. Not one of these F-boys posing as a good guy. So your opinion is a bit of an aberration. But, it but, is. But, you and your circle of friends are unicorns. But go on. Tell I, your unicorn I know, stories. I hear what you're tell saying. Tell your unicorn but stories. But I know other guys. It's not like Where? I only... They're, they're all your friends. I've met they're them. They're not all my friends. I've met your friends. I've you're met talking about your friends. You're, you're asking people who I associate as friends and the people who I know as guys. I know other guys who aren't my friends. Sure. <laughs> there are other people who I know. I I don't only talk to my friends and nobody else in the world. I don't know that. <laughs> nobody else in the world talks to you but my friends. That's fine. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. <laughs> but even but even for myself, I feel as if like a good guy is still like I think the myth of what a good guy is is still like I think women looking for a good guy is kind of a it's it's a I think it's a bad start to say I'm looking for a good guy. That's my point. Because you're looking for certain qualifications that you won't know until you are with somebody. And like and a lot of times think like for instance, what 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 consider what do you consider a bad guy? A not good guy. Let's let's go with that question and go from there. A not good guy to me is someone who is dishonest. Okay. Who is manipulative. Okay. Who does not take responsibility uh, for anything. Okay. Um, they always make it somebody else's fault or something else's fault. They don't take accountability for anything. Um, they are comfortable with a woman doing everything for them. They don't have any motivation or, or I shouldn't say motivation, but they're, they don't, they don't feel no type of way about the woman being the breadwinner, primary home care provider. Like they just, they, they cool with being taken care of essentially. Um, to me, a bad guy is also someone who does not take care of their children, treats the ch- the mother of their children like trash if they have children um you know just 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 not a person that is bringing positivity and up, upliftment to the woman or the women he's trying to bring into honestly a bad guy to me is somebody who knows that they are trash cuz i i cannot believe that a man who is trash does not know he's trash like the lack I, of I, the, the lack of self awareness has to be incredibly astounding. You got to know somewhere deep down that you're not you're not doing right, and the fact that you would want to bring somebody else into that not do right is insane. 
So, like, to me, the, if you willingly doing that, then you, you're awful. So, the, and so... The, Michaela want to know if his friends, if his friends slash associates he nah, have that's nah, good guys, nah, are they single? Nah, she got some, she got some great friends that are struggling in dating and they, so, she would like an introduction to so, these alleged good guys that you know that aren't so, your friends. So. <laughs> we, we, the people want to know. This is my The cup. people want to know. I want to know. Can we talk? So. Carry on. Let's address what you're saying. My, my, my thought pattern is the reason why a lot of, like, like I said, I feel like 80% of guys think they're good guys, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why this happens is because they have determined that what they're doing, they're being, they're like in their mind and how they operate, they're being honest and upfront, mm-hmm. number one, mm-hmm. about what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're, they have tried to move on, but they might have had some hiccups, mm-hmm. right? Um, next, they feel as if that the way they're operating is correct and the way they're moving is um is more of a response to things that are happening. So like they don't think that like a lot of guys who we might call manipulative mm-hmm. don't think they're being manipulative. Right? Um let 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 let's let, let's let's put it let's put it this way so you understand the um, perspective of what I'm saying. There was slavery for a long time. Mm-hmm. There, were, after that, there was Jim Crow for a long time. Mm-hmm. There was all these things. Mm-hmm. White people didn't think that they were rock <laughs> the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like for three hundred years, they weren't like we're evil and doing this. Mm-hmm. They have created something in their mind mm-hmm. to justify that the reason why we're doing this is because they black people don't know any better. We have to take care of them. Mm-hmm. They don't know any better. So they, they have told their minds that they're free people in the country. They're here to help us out. We're, we're, like a lot, a lot of slave owners were probably like, I don't beat my slaves, so I'm cool. They have to do what they have to do, but I don't, at least I don't beat them. Like that would happen. Um, the justification after slavery was like how they were treating and like they would have public lynchings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The justification was these black people are ruining our way of life. Mm-hmm. They are coming to rape our rape our women. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. coming to infect our society. So we have to keep them in order, or they're going to infect us. Mm-hmm. So they're at me, and there's no way for me to do this, but I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Justification for wars and how people drop bombs. Mm-hmm. We have to do this to preserve <laughs> mm-hmm. our nation, preserve anything from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys sometimes feel as if this is a way that we should operate a certain way like um this is the best way a marriage should happen we should operate a certain way mm-hmm. we should i should do this you should do this because this is the, in their mind logically this is the most effective way mm-hmm. so i'm fighting to make sure that this happens i'm i'm going to actively persuade you to go in this direction because i feel like that would be better for you mm-hmm and everything because you, the end goal, the end goal in my my mind is better, and to, so I'm, I'm working toward this same this something um, that will make it better overall for all of us. Mm-hmm. When you look at it from the outside, it, oh, he's manipulating her for mm-hmm. a certain thing, but in reality, he's just like I'm just trying to. In his mind, not yeah. in reality. In I, his mind. That's what I said. I said. I said. When you're looking in reality, mm-hmm. he's being manipulated. Mm-hmm. I said in his mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> he he um thinks that. He uh, 
is just trying to, he, he has a goal and he feel like this is the best way for us to operate as a marriage and for mm-hmm. us to move forward mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. So basically everything you just said proves the theory that black men are the white people of the black community. That's not, but that's not the purpose of this whole thing at all. No, I understand. <laughs> but, but the fact that you, said that, that you it, compared it, it, it to white people is like, well, they, there is an argument that black men are the white people of the black community. No, I'm the, like, the purpose I'm saying is, mm-hmm. is how this is just a men thing in general. Mm-hmm. This is not, I don't want to make, I, I'm not pinpointing that this is a men thing I've seen in general mm-hmm. of how I operate. It's a men thing, and I've seen like how um, men operate in, like how how they're taught. How they're, like it's just they're 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 taught to operate. We're taught to operate a certain way, and we mm-hmm. can break out of it. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody, and like the guy was like, "We have like this is the way we should operate." <laughs> in his mind, like we have to operate this way because it's the best way to operate. The best mm-hmm. way to operate is for me to. Um, try to try my best to provide for you and everything. You you um you shouldn't ha- you should support me mm-hmm. <laughs> where I'm going and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, when people when men sometimes say like, oh, why would I um a woman should act like they uh, want to be a wife now mm-hmm. before they're married. PSA they shouldn't yeah correct but like it's, <laughs> it's, it's just what they're taught like oh why would I be with somebody who's like not like a wife now like this is what I want so it's, it's like in their mind they're not being manipulative mm-hmm. they're being guys um, we talked about before like um, when you talk about F-boys F-boys are they, they say are somebody who is like they, Lawrence they, from Insecure if you need references in their mind they're, they're, they are they believe they're good guys mm-hmm. right so like They'll tell somebody, I'm upfront, I'm telling you, I don't want to be with you in a relationship, but we can mess around. Right. The woman knows right. that, I mean, the man knows that the woman still wants to be with them. Right. But he still does that. He's like, yeah, but I told her upfront, I let her know right. how I feel, so we should be cool. Right. And, and it, the reality it, is, that is not cool. It's not. It's unethical. It's unethical. Because you, you, know. you know that she wants something more, yeah. and you're not giving it to her. And, and, you're, and you're holding her hostage yeah. away from doing that because, she, like, you keep entertaining her, knowing that you're never going to give her what she wants. Correct. So, like, but in her head, she keeps thinking if he keeps me around, maybe he'll change his mind. Yeah. So it's the so it's it's like these are all things that I've seen that guys do, and and guys a lot, a lot of times guys feel as if like they had they um a lot of guys think that being a good guy is operating in a logical mindset. Mm-hmm. And not an emotional mindset, right? That's that's what's making more good. I'm, I'm operating just logically, right? This 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 plus this equals this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of times they have to they, they have to um I, I was talking to you about this. They feel as if like they have to say this makes sense, and that's how, so they're able to operate and ch- do a checklist. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to say like, all right, women should act, do this, and men should do this. And it's different for each guy what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But like they feel like men should do this, women should do this, and we have to op- And the goal is for us to operate in this one. This is the, this is the most ideal way to, for a marriage to work mm-hmm. is for this to happen, right? And we should both be trying to fight for this right here, right? The reality is, however y'all are, you just operate like that. There's right. no standard for anything, right? There's me- like we have as men, we have to stop trying to operate in this black and white thing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's mad gray area. Right. Across right. the board. It's right. mad gray area. Right. Meaning some stuff might work for you, some right. stuff might work for her, and however that works, you operate in that space based right. off of who, how they are in that. Right. And I think everything outside of that is just doesn't work. Right. Because, you know, like I'm thinking as you're talking about like even even like a John Gray type situation. Yeah. Like John Gray is out here. If if you don't know, John Gray is like a pastor. He used to have a show on own. Uh, and, you know, he got caught, I think, twice in the last year um, cheating on his wife. And, you know, he is what prior to this people would consider to be a good guy. And, you know, I think he still thinks he's a good guy. Yeah. He he kind of just didn't take any... Jackson is a good guy. Good night. Good night. He's Jamaican, so he already is off to a bad start. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but John Gray, who funny enough got pulled into this Derek Jackson situation again, or put himself in it. Either way, he in there. Because um, I guess Derek Jackson dragged him when his inter- when his stuff came out and, and uh, John Gray was like, look at you now. Why are you in my business? Look at you. Um, but John Gray does not believe he's a bad guy. He just believes that the devil tempted him him and his wife, whatever, believe that the devil tempted him into cheating and that's what happened. And to me, it's like, that makes you even worse. Not the, not just the fact that you cheated on this woman who literally, like, you've called your coat, your covering. You, you all but called her your mama. She all but gave birth to you out of her own body. And the fact that when the rubber met the road, and you were called out, you couldn't even say it was you. You tried to make it like the devil brought the woman to you. The, people give the devil too much credit. Entirely too much credit. He, he, pulled, he pulled the Adam. He, yeah, he pulled the Adam. You gave me this woman. <laughs> it's like, excuse me? The, I, I promise you. And we'll talk about this one day, but I promise you. Just like God, the devil is sitting around like, why do these people keep calling my name? I'm not even in this. This is you. You chose to do this. Because it's like, to me, I'm like, is it the devil or is it free will? Because y'all always talk about how God gave us free will. But when y'all do something wrong, suddenly it's the devil. But what happened to the free will that you was talking about before? What happened then? So the devil came and took it away and then you just, the devil forced you? The devil made you do it? Is that is that the narrative you're giving me? And so it's like, John Gray thinks he's a good guy, but I'm like, to me, one of the tenets of being a good guy is being able to take accountability and and say, you know what? I messed up. I was wrong. I made a wrong decision. I made a bad decision. But <laughs> but but I also think it's more than that. And what you're saying is true. Because but like because because even even, even, even that, his apology didn't really have him taking response. To me, if he had took responsibility and said, you know what? I messed up. It don't have nothing to do with the devil. Jesus, nothing. I messed up. I saw something. I know I shouldn't have done it, but I did it anyway. And I am sorry. I will do better. But you did it again. And then came back with the same excuse of the devil made me. It's like, where is the accountability? How can you think you're a good person when one, you're lying to yourself, to your wife, and more importantly, to the congregation of people that you're supposed to be leading? Like, I'm not saying that because you're a pastor, like you're not a human being. You don't go through things. You don't experience human relations like everybody else. But like when you take on the call to do something like that, you're responsible for the lives of other people. So like what example are you setting then if you're saying that you're a good guy, you're a good man, when you won't even be accountable and say, you know what, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, 
as a public figure, as all these things, I messed up. I own that. I take responsibility. Like that, that to me is what makes a man a good man. Not that he doesn't mess up, not that he doesn't, you know, make mistakes, have blunders, choose the wrong thing. Like men are human, just like everybody else. But I feel like the accountability part is really where it starts for me. Taking accountability for where you've been wrong, where you've done wrong, said wrong, whatever, and making the effort to be different. But you you can't be a good guy, good guy while blaming somebody else and continuing to complete the same, uh, continue to uh, behave in the same ways over and over again. Like you're not a good guy. You lying. And the truth ain't in you. Yeah, I um, but but even even with that, like I I think the the only um religious person who I feel like did it the right way in terms of like how to get themselves together and come back was I I saw him do it and it, and it wasn't like terrible was like Ty Tribbett. Mm-hmm. Ty Tribbett like that happened. He was like, all right, let me get out of here. Right. <laughs> You're not gonna see me for a little bit. Let me just pull myself right. together. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he wasn't out here trying to like. Yeah, do a song about it now. <laughs> right, he wasn't like the. De- he said, "Yo, I was wilding." Let me just back up. I was in some foolishness I shouldn't have been in. I was wilding. I was disrespectful. I was, you know, like I just feel like just, just, just take accountability for the part that you've played in things. Like, come on, like you cannot be a good person or a good guy if you won't even do that part. Like, and you know, people be like, "Well, what about women?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, what about women?" Because like when Jada had her little entanglement. She had to call it what it was because she was trying to she was trying to push it aside. And people was like, no, ma'am, you're not going to call it an entanglement. You're going to call it what it was. And, and people dragged her appropriately for it. And so it's like I'm not saying that accountability is only reserved for men. Everyone has to take accountability and own what they did if they hope to be considered to be a good man, good woman, whatever the case is. Because um, even like, you know, on Insecure with Lawrence, like Lawrence really did think he was a good guy because oh, he didn't cheat on Issa, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. But it's like, he really wasn't a good guy. Like, he took advantage of her kindness when he was, like, basically not contributing anything to the household and, like, had an attitude with her because she was trying to work and do stuff. And then he went and dated the bank girl, or not dated, but was messing with the bank girl and was kind of giving her mixed signals. And she's the one who had to tell him, yo, you're a, you're an F boy who really thinks you're a good guy. Because in his mind, he's like, I'm being upfront with her. I'm being honest. But it's like, you know that she wants more than what you're giving. So why would you not be upfront and say, you know what? I'm not in that place right now. I don't think we should keep doing this, whatever, whatever. Yeah, and so stop. So not, stop. Not, not just I'm not in that place. I'm not in that place. And we should stop. And we should stop doing this. That, and that, actually that, stop. That is. And actually stop. Yes. And we should stop. Is a kid. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm not, I'm not by any means like trying to man bash or anything like that, but I definitely think that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of flawed individuals who are mistakenly running around here thinking they're good guys and thinking that, you know, and to me, I, I almost feel like the standard for being a good guy is so, so minuscule. It's kind of like what you I'll, I'll, like, listen, I'll, I'll say good spouse. Good, you know? good, good spouse. It, 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 it's cute across. Yes, but I like I said, I'm, I'm just talking about from the good guy because I'm a, I'm a man, so I, I can I can talk from there. But like like I said, this same aspect. A lot of women think a good woman, they're not. <laughs> right, right. And I, and and to go back to what I said earlier, I think the difference with that is women will more likely call it out because I think I don't know what we were listening to. Um, 
I, I, I think it's probably I'm, like I'm, they, not, I'm not even sure if, like if they're calling out the right, and that's why I keep saying I don't I don't. It depends on what, what do you consider calling out what though? What are they calling out? Saying hey, you're a bad, you're a bad. Like, but, I, but what what? And, and so, for instance, for you, what is a bad woman to you? A bad woman to me is someone who is dishonest about like who she is as a person like a, like a, like like let's to me a give, like, give me an example of an a bad example woman. of a bad woman an example of a bad woman is somebody who is like purposely like leading men on like knowing that they don't want anything from like they're just taking them for their money oh no i'm talking about as a spouse as a spouse what makes a, as a spouse uh i would say a bad woman is is one who is who is not honest about what her what her feelings are like for example if a woman is at a point in her marriage where she feels like she's over it she doesn't want to do it anymore but she doesn't want to or like I understand I, that part, but that's still at the end. I'm talking about in the midst of it. In the midst of it, like in the midst of, and 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 this is not to pick on you. This is to to, to make my point is that a lot of women don't know. <laughs> it, it's hard. It's hard to pinpoint what that is. You get what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a hard thing to pinpoint about what that is because it's it's not really addressed. Like, and, and I understand why is because of how the male dominant society, right? Well, like men are like. It's not. It's not. It's not. Like if I had a if I had a female friend who was married and I knew that she was cheating on her husband, I'd be like, "Sis, you're wild." So you're wild. It's it's cheating. That's one example I can think of off the top my my head where I'd be like, "Sis, you're wilding." Like even if the husband is because like for for that concept, fine. Because the guys do the same thing. Yeah. If I saw a friend who's constantly cheating, yes, I would do. Most guys, you, a lot of guys would do the same thing. Not a lot. I, I I like a lot of guys. I I think the circle of people you know, not my I, whole life. I'm not. I'm not. Don't this, go now. Listen, don't go I, but what I'm just saying, I feel like yes, there are guys who would be like, "Yo, man, you wildin." But I also feel like there's a, a a section a section of men who would be like, "That's not my business." That's not most guys. That's not most guys. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that it, okay. they're, they're coming. They're not coming to the woman and saying that. No, no, no. I'm but saying most they... guys to other guys who are their friends, like yo, you wildin'. Like they're not going to stop being their friends. Which I don't know if that that's what you're looking for. But a lot of guys will be like, yo, you wildin'. Right. Which is fu- but then if 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 you just tell him you're wildin' one time, it's not one time. It's just it's so just. What, what, if if you're if, and, and my question is, if you're continuing to tell this person, yo, you're wildin', yo, you're wildin'. And you continue to like associate with them. What what does that say about you? That the reason why we're close is nothing with the relationships. But there's something about that person's character that is flawed. Correct. But what, I, what, and what, I guess what, I guess what what is the line for you in as a man in terms of if, like, if, like character flaws that would make you continue to or make you decide not to be friends with somebody? Usually, it's anything to do with abuse. Okay, like 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 for me, my my, my line will always be abuse. <laughs> okay, my line will always be abuse. But you could and, argue and, and, that and, and, cheating is abuse in the sense that it might be some type of mental or emotional abuse. Because if the wife knows that he's doing it, and either a he doesn't have any solid proof, or like she knows and won't stop 
and he won't stop doing it. Like, he's just kind of like, well, this is what I'm doing. Like the, the reason I ask is like, cause I'm thinking about, uh, uh, the show I've talked about before, love and marriage Huntsville. Like there's a couple on there Well, they divorce now, but there's a couple on there who were married for like 14 years, have four kids. And the husband had been cheating on the wife for the last five years okay. with somebody in their town that everybody on the show, it seems either knows or knows of. And the fact that the friends were still hanging with him, okay. knowing that he had this side woman. Cause one of, one of the friends that's on the, one of the, one of the guys that's on the show with his own wife is friends with the guy who uh, was cheating. And he knows like, knows the girl like not like an acquaintance like he knows her like they were you know childhood friends or college friends or something like that and it's like you know that his wife knows that he's doing these things and she's trying to make the marriage work and do this and do this like how 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 and you they, and you know how, what she's going through how are they friends how are they friends who the husband the two husbands yes they went to college together how how close what what, what are they are they friends on what meaning like they talk all the time. They were in business together at one point. They they were very good friends at one point. They fell out last season over over the cheating. Over the cheating because the husband the husband who's now divorced, who was the one with the girlfriend for five years, accused the other one of cheating and having a, another girl and. The other one was like, bro, I know this girl that you've been dealing with for five years. Like, how are you trying to throw me into a situation and deflect the information off me? I know you've been dealing with this girl. So they've been friends this whole time. He's been dealing with the side woman. But he's also been in the in the wife's face, like, kikiing and stuff with her. So it's just kind of like... Do, do, do you, know, you know why I'm asking that question? And, and uh, we've had this conversation before about guy friends. Mm -hmm. I, I think guy friends compartmentalize their friends. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, meaning... I have I can have a guy friend who I go to business with. Mm -hmm. I'm not going with them in as as they're going to business with for their relationship. Right. Not right. <laughs> right. Right. I go to business with them. We talk about business stuff. Right. Which what, if you say anything, I'll say something about it. Hey, good together. But I'm not going to not go into business and like because I'm I'm not I'm not in the friendship. But they but 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 they were friends, friends in the sense that I got it. their wives were friends. I got it. Their kids played together. Okay. Like the kids are friends, so it's very enmeshed. It's not just like oh, this is a guy he does business with, and then he closes the door and goes home. I got it. Like it's a very enmeshed group of people. I understand. And what I'm trying to say is, many guys compartmentalize their friends, <laughs> and like they like unless it's a friend that they get counseling from mm -hmm. in their relationship and mm -hmm. their marriage, mm -hmm. it's a different conversation. Because a lot of guys, they we, we don't um, we don't use all guys for all things. We mm -hmm. just don't. Like like that guy, he probably would never talk about marriage stuff with him ever. Maybe. And and like like we, we hang out because our families are close, so right. our families hang out. So like right. it's it, but it, if you're trying to insinuate that me and you have gone on cheating expeditions together, that indicates to me that there is some level. Of closeness there. If y'all are comfortable enough to go on dates and go out in public with women that aren't your wives together, if that's if what you're insinuating to be well, the, the situation is true, then why would you not? Mm -hmm. 
Because the reason the two guys fell out is because the one with the five-year girlfriend was saying that he knows the other one is a cheater too because they've gone out on dates with women that aren't their wives. Correct. So they're both cheaters. So they're both cheaters. So my whole thing is then the other I, guy I, is I saying the one to point that. The other no, the other guy is saying that's not true. I don't know why you would say something like that about me. That's not true. Okay. But if you're insinuate if if to me I'm I don't feel like a guy would just throw some stuff like that out there off of, on some randomness. Depends on the guy. Like th- this guy's a little nuts. But I'm I'm operating under the assumption that Y'all are y'all are close enough as people to where you feel like you can make a statement like that, and he wouldn't try to knock your head off over it. The reason so why, I just kind of feel that, like because like there there is guy code, but a lot of people violate guy. Don't don't go okay. by, don't go by the same code. Mm-hmm. Like so like he might do that to take the pressure off of him. Which is which is what I think it really was. was so, like, I'm trying and, to take and, the pressure and, off myself. Yeah, so he might, he, but he, I also feel like there has to be a certain level of comfortability for you to even think you could say something like that. Because a guy that you're not that close with, you wouldn't try to throw under the bus like that. Once again, I'm not saying they're not close. Right. I'm saying that, like, I can like, I don't. Like it's 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 hard to explain it because like my like I've I've just, I just cut up people just for other reasons mm-hmm. and like I I've just I I'm just I'm, I I don't go out anymore mm-hmm. so it's hard to like say it and like explain to you in action because I don't I don't I don't I don't get new friends right <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm busy too much I don't mm-hmm. I don't have new friends mm-hmm. but if if we had a friend and I had a friend and um <laughs> I found a cheater I would talk to him about it have a conversation about it mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would not be their friend okay. You know what I'm saying, right? And I and I guess that's where and and, and that's why I said it's 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 a, it's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's why I feel so you know differently about this because like for me, if I knew a woman, if I had a friend who was married and I knew that she was cheating on her husband and that man is like nothing but good to her and she's just out here cheating on her husband, I might have to fall back on her as a friend. Not because I particularly am on anybody's side, but I'm like, yo, you're on some trifling, grimy stuff. And if this ever comes out, I never want to be in the middle of somebody who had. And I would talk to her face like, yo, sis, you're wilding. But I would say that, and, that, and that's why I say like. But I, I would fall back on not, her as a as a as a friend. As a general statement, and this mm-hmm. is why I said that it's different when because like guys are like I said, guys are more inclined to compartmentalize mm-hmm. <laughs> friends. Okay, like. A lot of times, if a woman calls somebody a friend, mm. they call them a friend on all angles. Mm. That means that they, 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 they will talk to them about every, like if they're a close friend, mm. they're a close friend on all angles. Like mm. How they talk about themselves, they talk about their relationships, how they yeah. talk about business. How, like mm. they, they feel like they have to be close on all angles mm. for them to be close to, close to other friends. Right. A guy could just be close as a friend, meaning we just go to games together mm-hmm. and that is it. Right. And we're close friends in the context of we go to games together. <laughs> right. I can have a close friend whose close friend is only objective is we play video games. Mm-hmm. That is our that is our lane, but right. we're very close in that space. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So like I know him for that long, but mm-hmm. we're still only close right. in that space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I understand so, you. So like I understand that, you. So like that, that's why I said it's a little different. No, and I, I understand what you're saying. Men, men and women approach friendships very differently, and I do agree that there is a compartmentalization that men do that women women may not do. Yeah, like I, I think we're we're very big on um, compartmentalizing that uh, right, our friendship in, in that sense. So, I I understand what you're saying, but it's just I think I think it's just different. What, I agree. What, what do we side sidetrack from? I don't know where we got. Where I don't even know how we got here. I don't even remember. You want to move on? 
Yeah, let's just move on. Um, <laughs> bottom line is a lot of y'all good guys who think y'all good guys ain't really good. A lot of y'all trash. <laughs> T rash. That's fine. That's my takeaway. That's my takeaway. I love the good ones. The not so good ones. Get help. You're delusional. Yes. Get help. They don't know they're Get help. Get help. All right. Let us move on to our artist spotlight. And this week's artist spotlight is a young lady by the name of Kim Cruz. Uh, she's another one that I discovered from the Terrell Grice show. She's great. Um, she is from somewhere in the South. I don't want to be no whole liar. I have her bio in front of me, but I don't think it says where she's from. I'll read the bio in a second. But I believe she's from like Mississippi or one of them places. Uh, Mississippi, Alabama, one of them real southern states. One of them real, real southern states. I, uh, I remember she said it on the uh, Terrell Grice show, but I cannot remember. Not the, Texas. That's where she's from. Texas. She's from Texas, baby. Um, and let me just read her bio. So her bio on her page says, while everyone seems to be stuck in the same old cliches, to some, the industry seems to be a bit stale. However, Kim Cruz is proof that every once in a while, an artist is able to provide something quite amazing with her influ musical influences being Al Green and Chrisette Michelle. I can hear that. The vintage sultry satin like texture of her voice is like no other. Kim found her love for music at age three, singing at her dad's church. Aside from that, she sang at local talent shows and competed in choir competitions throughout her high school years. In 2018, after a viral video, she was discovered by the John P. Key and toured with him from 2018 to 2019. Within that time, she also landed a touring gig with R&B sensation Monica and a small Germany tour with an ensemble. While touring and traveling for solo engagements, Kim competed in the Race to the Blue with Terrell Grice and was crowned champion. As the winner, she was she created four amazing tracks for his compilation album and Invitation to the Cookout. Her songs include an upbeat Live in My Dream with Keisha Renee from The Voice, an emotional song, Heartbreak Song, the upbeat, upbeat Cruise Radio, and Keep Trying featuring Layla Halfway. Cruise recently, recently released her self-titled debut AP, Kim Cruz with producer Sam Harmonix and Glenn Alexander II. The project blurs the line between various styles and each track has something special to offer. The EP rushed in on the Apple Music chart at number five or number 15 within the first 24 hours and left supported supporters amazed and excited for more. Leaving it all on the stage with her transparency, Kim is gearing up for her first tour. So the song we're going to play today is called Karma, and it's off of that Kim Cruz EP that I just mentioned. Uh, I really enjoy her voice. When she said Chrisette Michelle was one of her influences, I was like, I can hear it. I see what she, I see what she was saying. Um, and of course, she has that churchy vibe. She's a she's a church singer. Why all the good singers be church singers though? All the good black ones. They all they always be when you go back and look at their background. They was they was in some type of church church singing situation before they became uh you know artists so uh let's get into this karma by kim cruz So I'm about to 
We all bark. <laughs> we are bike. What? <laughs> what do I do? What? I, I, I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if you noticed. I was, it was being close to the end. I don't know what you were doing. What were you doing? Nothing. I didn't know if you noticed it wasn't close to the, it was close to the end. No, I didn't know. I was like, ah, oh, oh, gotta go. Bye. I'll call you back. I'll call yeah. you back. Yeah. So let's move on to our topics. Okay. Main topic. Yeah. Shouts to Kim Cruz and Karma. I love her voice. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's great. So, Derek Jackson, where do we begin? So, last week we talked about how Derek Jackson uh, was exposed or was not to be exposed, as Jocelyn Hernandez says, for cheating on his mystery wife. Mystery to some, known to some who follow his story. So, he comes on Instagram Live with the wife, holding her hand like in the death grip of all death grips. Um, and basically, and the wife looked it a little um, not ready for the interview. It looked like she had been around the house doing the laundry or something. He was like, oh, hey, girl, I'm about to get on live. And she came and sat down. Um, and I'm not dragging her or shaming her by any stretch of the imagination. Um, what I am saying is when uh, Vanessa Bryant had to come out there and, and sit next to Colby during the rape allegations, when uh, anybody else really has had to do conversations where they've had to stand by their man, the woman has been pulled up, okay? Her hair has been done. Her face has been done. She's got on an outfit. Like, she looks nice, you know what I'm saying? Like, she comes out there as a representation of, I'm a baddie, okay? He might have cheated, but but get into me. Get into it. And I just felt like sis did not give me that energy when she came on to talk about uh, the situation. And so I was like, why Derek had this lady on here looking how she was looking? Just looking real regular. And she's a pretty woman. I just didn't understand why she was out here looking real regular. So he basically said, yeah, you know, I cheated. Uh, I had sex with these women. And like, you know, the rumors were saying he like had sex with women in the bed and the, the house he shares with her, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he went on to say, you know, I gave my life over to God and then things started going downhill. And that's where I was like, now, Derek, now, Derek, 
God sitting up in heaven like, why am I here? And at this point in the conversation, being accused of this, because basically you saying you was a you was a whole heathen living out in these streets and everything was good, but the minute you became a Christian, it all just went downhill. Like the 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 mind blowing audacity to just sit on a camera and blame God for you swan diving into every vagina you could find and taking no accountability for you choosing to do that is mind boggling to me. I couldn't believe he said it. I said, God not going to strike him right there just for saying that. Because that would be a perfect opportunity to strike somebody. But just sitting out there just saying, well, you know, I wasn't living right. But then I turned my life over to God and then kaboom. Shambles was my life. Liar. 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 Go out of my face with it. Go away from me with this, sir. As Phaedra said, go away from me with this. So then what happened next? The next day, dude recorded a video of him reacting to his own video talking in the third person mm-hmm. and it it was the most bizarre thing i think i've ever seen in my life i thought i had seen i thought tiger king had taken the cake for the wildest thing i had easily seen but watching somebody do a third person review of the video they made the day before wildest thing i've ever seen but wildest but not, not to go back on the main topic but that's why i keep saying this is why i say this because he's like i fully said what was wrong. Mm-hmm. I fully was right. So I must be, I'm a good guy because I messed up. I fully confessed up to my problems. Mm-hmm. But and, blame God. And, but okay. and, and you should probably take me back because I'm up front. And like guys would do that and be shocked when they don't take you front. <laughs> because like emotions still matter. Yeah. I, I still feel as if it's trash. <laughs> so maybe I should still go. Yeah. And, like, and I think that is kind of what the, um, what I was trying to say. It was like, your um, they try to go with your intention. Your intention doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You still, you still, even though you said it up front, thank you for telling your friend. I'm gonna catch you later. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't have to stick around just because they're friend. Right, you don't. <laughs> just just you because don't. they're honest and upfront does right. not mean you have to stick around. That's right. that's not a reason to be upfront. And I don't care that you being honest and upfront to me as a as a general society member. No, no, I'm talking about to to his wife. He wasn't honest and upfront to her. That's the part. What do you mean? She didn't find out because he came to her and said, hey, I've been cheating on you. Someone approached her. No, no, I know. What I'm trying to say is like, but what, what I'm saying is he, he shouldn't do that, but that was his reasoning for why um, people are still going to buy his stuff. <laughs> for why? I he, he advertised his book at the end of that. that, that re- Which was the foolery of, of it all. But he, um, but People are still going to buy it because they're like, oh, at least he was up front. Because like, that's what they said um, about everybody else. Like, he 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 did his PR. He said he he, he's up front. His wife standing right there next to him. <laughs> his wife's okay with it, so I should be okay with it. She's not okay with it. <laughs> I'm, just because like, I'm just letting you know what, what is being said. She's not okay with it because after I saw this, I said, let me go on this lady's social media. And I went and read her social media page, uh, her Instagram page. The wife is unwell. People making jokes about her bonnet and her not wearing a bra when she did the video, this and that. That lady's not well. Something is wrong inside of her head. Like just the stuff that she's posted, the fact that she posts like Bible verses like all day, every day. And like she just uses this like Christian speak, this Christianese that it's like she like she's she's taken on this like. I don't even speak English anymore. I just speak Bible verse. 
and when but, pe- that, when but pe- that, that's also how piracy deals with it. Yes. Yeah. Which is not but, dealing with it. But it's it's, exactly. not, it's, not, it's not dealing with it. It's not dealing with it. it. It's it's basically like, no, I'm going to all the stuff that's happened to me, which is correct. You should give it to God, but that doesn't mean you have to sit in it. Yeah. You don't you don't Giving it to God doesn't mean you sit in person punching in your face. You don't you don't stay there, let someone punch in your face and say, I'm this is God's pain now. Right. Right. Move. Right. Move your you move yes. your face and yes. stop and stop getting punched in the face. Yes. You don't you, you don't just sit there, get punched in the face over and over and then be like, This guy's taking my pain away. Right. Because people, you should, people like to do that turn move. the other cheek conversation. But you sh- you should also You can turn that cheek and leave. You can also just move. Yes, you can turn that cheek and you, leave. You don't just, just be stand, out you, the way. Like turn the other cheek doesn't mean you're like, mm, keep it there. No, no. But and the turn, turn the that cheek, cheek to the exit, and the turn the other cheek is not their spouse. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Also that. Yeah, like you, you can, you can be like, all right. And even the Bible says, um, divorce is not um, Christian unless for adultery, adultery, which, right. which, which is, is which is clearly what happened. So, <laughs> so like, but so even 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 that's not a good yeah. hold up. Like doing a little research on this young lady, I I found out that she kind of grew up in like. Kojic or one of those Kojic adjacent types of denominations where it's very, very discouraged to get a divorce. Like it's very, very much like a women should stay with their husbands no matter what. This is just a test from God, that type of logic. So that's what she believes. So then when I think about that, coupled with what she posts with all these Bible verses, plus the other things she's posted about like stuff that's happened to her in her life. My take on her is she has experienced some very serious childhood trauma because she posted something about how she like killed her father and she didn't really kill her father, but like she got into an argument with him, cursed him out when she was like a 12 or 13 year old, which is basically what you're doing when you're 12 or 13, being emotional and just talking wild. And the father died two weeks later and she felt guilt because she never apologized. She never apologized. They never got to speak again. And she feels like he might've died because, you know, like, she broke his heart, et cetera, et cetera. So she has like a lot of, and I think she also insinuated, uh, not insinuated, but indicated that she may have been sexually assaulted at some point during her teenage years. So she's got a lot of unresolved emotional issues that she has, she's basically broken. And not not like a like there's something wrong with, not like, there's, like that's a bad thing or something wrong with her, but she there's something wrong. It's something that she didn't deal with. It's something that she hasn't dealt with. And so her spirit is not all the way as strong as it could be. And I believe Derek Jackson knows that. And that's why he chose to marry someone like her. But, um, yeah, cause like, cause like, and, and even, even with her, her, um, comments about like the armor and everything. Like, yes. Like I like was going to get to that. Yeah. You, like you, you wear armor because attacks are coming. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you go where the attacks are. And right. I, I, I think people get, you, think you better like, come on with that word, honey. Like you, you don't, you don't go like, all right, you don't run up on the attack on 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 call the armor. Let me go to attack now. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like, like no. You, that means you you do what you're supposed to do, and if right. attacks come, you're protected from them. Right. But God also says like, hey, your attacks are still coming. You should probably get out of here. Right. Like you should probably <laughs> exit stage left. <laughs> and so, and I, I'm glad you said that because when she got on the, because so she did a video the next day by herself, and she's wearing the bonnet, and she says, "You see this bonnet, but I see the helmet of salvation. You see this army shirt, but I see the breastplate of righteousness." And I see the belt of what, and she's going on and on and on talking about the full armor of God and, you know, how, you know, her marriage is God ordained and this is a spiritual attack. This is spiritual warfare. Girl, if you don't just leave that man, because what it sounds like to me is you have a lot of personal unresolved issues that you have not dealt with prior to you even knowing this man. And 
this man knows what your weaknesses are and he has got inside of your head and did all types of Jedi mind tricks on you to where you now are practically making excuses for his behavior and trying to throw a Jesus blanket over it to justify why you're continuing to be in a toxic situation. Like she, I believe she knows her situation is toxic, but she does not quite get the, she can leave part. Like she believes that she is doing the right thing, the noble thing, the whatever by sticking by this guy, despite the fact that he has disrespected her multiple times. Cause here's the thing. I didn't know this, but you know, once scandals break, all the things come out. They've been together or been in each other's lives on and on for 12, on and off for 12 years. He married somebody else before he married her. And she, apparently she was in the picture still while he was married to this other person. So it's like, he's been kind of holding her on a string for a very long time. And the only reason he got married to her is because it got exposed that he was having a baby. And people was like, well, who the baby mama? And then, you know, doing a little more digging. Cause you know, these are real people. So people know them in real life. Peep somebody, I, uh, was in the comments of one of the threads like oh yeah you know I know her I know her family etc etc and they very much believe in not having children out of wedlock and so the family kind of pushed for them to get married and I'm like they didn't need to get married especially if he was stringing her along or had her and she even sort of admitted in some of her posts that she never really left them alone like she was always kind of in the mix regardless of who he was dealing with so it's just a big bunch of mess and foolishness going on over there but, you know, I, that lady needs help. She needs she needs to get out. Like, and it's crazy because I thought it was just me who was kind of feeling like, yo, something's up here. But a lot of people really do feel like, yo, that lady needs help. And like all these videos she's posting and she's just, she's just disassoci- disassociated from the situation. Like she not even fully checked in to what's happening. But but, but the reality is, what what can you do? Exactly. What can you do? Nothing. There's nothing you can do about that. Because this is, until she decides this situation is not what she wants to do with her life, she's going to keep doing it. Yeah. That's the form of abuse that there's nothing you can do about. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, The one, the one slightly funny thing I did see about this, somebody said, nobody's happier for this Derek Jackson, nobody's happier for this Derek Jackson news than Kirk Franklin. uh, Because not a smoke is off of him. So if you don't remember, Kirk Franklin, uh, a, a recording came out like two, three weeks ago of him and his son going back and forth and cussing each other out. Well, apparently another story broke that kind of got buried in this Derek Jackson um, situation. But apparently the son is accusing Kirk of being his molester because the son was doing an interview somewhere with somebody and they turned on a Kirk Franklin song. And you can hear the son saying, so y'all just going to play my molester's music? I was like, molester? Molester? I said, listen, if Kirk is a molester, we're going to have to cancel him like we cancel Robert Kelly. I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to cancel him before, but if the molester claims are true, I'm a, Melody's, gonna, Melody's from heaven going to have to go to heaven because I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going to do Kirk if this is true. I'm sorry. I, I draw a hard line at people who molest. I do um, too. <laughs> very sorry. But, and, and you know what, it, it, it sounded weird to me at first. And then I was like, something's happening here because the interview that the mom did she made reference to molestation and it was like, but nobody was talking about that. So why did you bring that up? Like what? What, 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 what did she say? She was like, you know, she was saying something like, you know, there's, you know, sexual molestation is serious, but she didn't call Kurt's name or say he, she pretty, she defended Kurt, but she was like, you know, when people get molested, you know, people can't, you can't make people get the help for it if they don't want to get the help for it. 
And, you know, there's a statute of limitations on some of these things, et cetera, et cetera. So it made it seem like she knew something had happened to her son and that it, cause she's a social worker. So it was like, she was trying to say she knew something happened to her son that is affecting him mentally. But there are all these other factors surrounding why it's unresolved or whatever the case is. And I kind of thought it was weird because the interviewer didn't ask her, or at least in the clip I saw, the interviewer didn't ask her anything about that. She was just talking about her son's issues and brought that up. So it was just kind of like, it was kind of interesting that she said that and it seemed kind of out of place that she said it. And then for the son to be recorded saying, you playing my molester's music while they're playing a Kirk Franklin song, I'm like, what I will say is, I, I feel as if you, 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 this, 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 this is why I, this is why I'm like I don't know. Only reason I would say I don't know, I feel as if he would have. I don't think his son would have not said that publicly. Would have not said what publicly? That my father molested him. Okay. Because like that just came from a clip that someone was said someone was saying it wasn't like he wasn't on a public show. He was. He was on a radio show. Well. No, no. What I'm saying is like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, he's on Instagram saying everything else. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he say that? Maybe, maybe, maybe he feels because I, 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 you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I like, but maybe like it's, it's not like he's I, trying to like save his father's image. But I think he is though, because even when the the first video, the first clip came out. He was he was on his Instagram saying stuff. I don't want y'all to crucify my father. And people were like, well, why would you then release it if you didn't want us to crucify your father? Because that's what we're going to do based on what we're hearing. So I kind of feel like the son is in if I'm believing him, he's in a weird place where he wants Kirk to be held accountable for whatever it is that Kirk has done to him. But he also feels like that's still my father. And I can understand the the dichotomy there of the conflict like this person is my parent my conditioning is to love them but they have also been very hurtful to me and i can't make peace with the two things because the two things shouldn't go together so i i still also do believe the son has some mental health issues but i can also see why there would be some some issue because you don't want to say th- like because he also has to know what saying something like that publicly would do to his father. So if it is true, I feel like he might also be like, but that's my dad. I don't want him to lose everything or whatever the case is. So I, I feel like the situation has a lot more like pieces I, I to think, it I than, think, I think than anybody is really getting all the way into. I think there's a lot of pieces to it. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, I, I don't, I just don't want to. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but what I will say is the streets say Kirk Franklin's a molester. I'm at the cancel. That's it. Yes. Um, if, if, if something comes out saying, like showing that he's molested, then yes. Yeah. I, me- I, I, I will agree. Yeah. Melodies from heaven, silver and gold, all of them going to have to go right to heaven because I'm, I'm through. Hashtag through, honey. So, so, um, moving on. Um, more foolishness abounds. So for those of you who watch Married at First Sight, Y'all know about Paige and and Chris, the couple that we're all just like, we're ready to fight as a people. So like when Derek Jackson's wife was like going on about God ordained this and God this and God that, I was like, what in the page is going on here? Because on Married, Married at First Sight, Paige is always like, you know, we have a covenant and God brought us together. And I'm just like, 
when people start bringing God into conversations that God ain't had nothing to do with, leave God alone. God is like, why am I, what is the reason? Why am I part of this? Why, why do you people keep calling my name? I'm, I'm, I'm not here. Y'all doing this. I don't have anything to do with this, but, um, married at first sight. So they showed a preview for the decision day episode. And if you don't know how married at first sight works, two people get married as strangers. They stay married for eight weeks. And then on decision day, at the end of the eight weeks, they decide whether they want to continue in their marriage or if they want to get a divorce. So they show a preview of the last episode of the decision day episode. And Paige and Chris are saying they're undecided about whether they want to stay married or not. And one of the experts is like, excuse me, what do you mean undecided? I'm not okay with that. What do you mean? And Chris is like, well, you know, me and her, we not sure. We undecided. It's like, at this point, I feel like these two are playing on my television. They are actors and they are trying to get a spinoff show because I don't understand. Either you want to be still married to the person or you don't. What's the undecided? What Undecided is yes, as far as I'm concerned. So I don't even know what y'all talking about. But that show is insane. If you're looking for something to like gas you up, but also upset you greatly because you can't believe the stupidity of it all, go watch Married at First Sight. At this point, I think I said before, I think all the couples should break up. I think I still stand by that. Uh, Virginia needs to get away from Eric, MAGA Eric, expeditiously. Yeah. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't on the show, by the way. Forget. What? That um, his son said it wasn't true. Where did he say it? It was a conversation that was from an audio record, audio that was um, recorded while on Los Angeles on Christmas Day. And he just, he just, he put it on the show. Okay. But it wasn't, he wasn't on the show saying that. Okay. Gotcha. That's what I said. Like, it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. So, um, in other nonsense, uh, we talked to y'all a few weeks ago about how, uh, Sharon, Sharon went full Karen and yelled at, uh, uh, poor Cheryl Underwood on the televisions. And Cheryl was like, huh? What is me supposed to do? So I think we told you guys that they took a hiatus of some kind to do an investigation and Sharon Osborne is no longer on the talk. Uh, she left slash was fired depending on who you ask or what headline you read, but she is no longer going to be on the show. I guess they found some substantive evidence to indicate that Sharon is uh, problematic and creating an uncomfortable work environment because I think Elaine Welteroff who was the uh, Teen Vogue editor before she moved to talk to be a co-host on the talk, like filed a complaint with receipts on receipts on receipts about how Karen, uh, not who child, I was gonna say Karen, that's not her name, but I guess it is how Karen Sharon Osborne um, created an unhealthy work environment um, for people of color specifically um, before and um, after the uh, Cheryl, Cheryl Underwood situation. So CBS said, nah, baby, we, we got to get sis out of here. Because I think it came out that she referred to Julie Chen, one of the former hosts who was married to like the CBS like CEO as chinky eyes or something derogatory like that. And she referred to another cast member in another like racially insensitive term. No, she referred to um, the girl from Roseanne, the one that's a, that, uh, the one that's a lesbian. Like she called her some kind of like LGBT slur. So they got her out of here, essentially. So the show should be coming back in a couple of weeks. And I'd be very interested to see who they replace her with because, hmm. But that's what she get. You know, that's what happened. This, let, let this be a learning lesson. Sometimes you need to mind your business. Don't insert yourself, don't insert yourself things people ain't call you to. She ran over to that Pierce Morgan conversation without the armor of God. It didn't come to her. 
She ran to it without her armor. And now look at her unemployed, jobless on the streets. Shame on it all. She should just sat there and ate her food. But now look at her. Look at her. I'm not sad for her. That's what she get. Stop running up to stuff that don't got nothing to do with you. Nobody asked you to stay away. Um, more foolery. So did you hear about Georgia and their, uh, their voting bill? Well, which is trash. It's, it's mad voting bills going on across the country. Yes. yes. But Georgia, uh, specifically just passed one, uh, that, I'm not, I'm not that basically the long and short of it, um, is that, uh, in addition to them, like reducing the number of places, polling places that people can vote in the state of Georgia, it is now illegal for individuals or organizations to provide food or water to people standing on long oh, yeah, that, that, that was, that was election lines. They said that before when it first came out, yeah. Yes, but it, it's officially now on the books as a thing, not yeah. just a not just a suggestion. That, that's why they um they they I think they um Congress was trying to push a um freedom yeah. freedom act for uh, for votes. Yeah, because like this this voice suppression is annoying. It's, it's frustrating. Yeah, and like and like the reality is, mm-hmm. most politicians weren't like they could have solved this a long time ago, but most politicians do some form of voter suppression. Yeah. Like they they try to act like it's a Republican thing, but most politicians do that so, because yeah, they're trying they're, to they're, they're trying, trying to stack the choose, deck choose, in their choose, favor, choose their own votes. Yeah, like they they try to do what they can to choose their own votes. And yeah, like, like the the reality is the um they they could have passed this a long time ago. <laughs> so yeah. the point is, they they, they could have they could have fought for this a long time ago, but they, they, yeah. kept, they kept acting like everything. Because people told me, well, I, I guess the big reason why it's a big thing now is because of what happened in um, 2000, what was it, 10 or 12, something like that? What happened? When they um, struck down, um, um, what's it called? The Voting Rights Act? Oh, oh, 1962. They, they, they struck they, it down. Oh, they didn't. They didn't re- re- renew it or they, re- they, didn't re- yeah. they didn't renew it. Yeah. Because there was. Yeah, I know that's not the right word, but yes. Yeah, they're, they're like, you got a black president. He's yeah. no racism. That's, right. That's exactly. And then you know, and you know, this is all motivated by the fact that the Democrats won Georgia, and so yeah, they're like, nah, we gotta, we gotta right. stop all this because like Democratic control. That, that was kind of what Supreme Court said. Like, you got a black president. Obviously, there's no racism. Obviously, he's like, okay, guys. So other things that the law does, it puts uh, restrictions on mail-in voting. Mm-hmm. So people who are doing mail-in votes will have to provide either a dry a copy of their driver's license or a state ID uh, or a copy of it um, to put in a mail-in ballot. Um, it also bans third-party groups from sending absentee ballot applications to voters and ends the use of more portable polling sites like the mobile voting buses used in Democratic Fulton County last cycle. So basically, they are just trying like to they, they, they keep they, they, keep people from voting, uh, and of course, this disproportionately affects uh, communities where there are minorities. So they're just like, trying to they're just trying to suppress as much vote, voting as they can as possible. And they, and they were doing like I said, they were doing the cross yeah. country. It's trash. And, and trash. what I also saw, which was insane, because like I remember Trump um, appointed a new postmaster, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's no way for Democrats to get him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no way for him to get him out. He's yeah. just there. Yeah. And he's the person who like reduced, reduced um, mailing um, the post office budget, mm-hmm. reduced how many mailboxes, reduced right. all the things to reduce. Um, so it's like it, there's so much suppression happening. Yeah. 
across the country and like at this point i don't understand why we can't vote like online like why i can't just go on a site and clickety clack clack and vote because because people have decided already that um there's there's going to be cheating and fraud across the board there there are ways to do this without there being fraud y'all y'all just don't want to do it but there are ways to do it without and, it being and, fraud. And, and people don't trust online yeah, I mean, like, if people, like, to me, I'm, especially, like, given this pandemic and how much of a thing it was with the mail-in votes and the blah, 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 I'm like, it is 2021. With all this technology and all these things we have here, you mean to tell me we can't figure out a way to do this where I don't think we be, can go around I don't, think I don't think they'll be able to do the online, like I said, but they can do a, um, they can do early, early voting at the movie the best way. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have early voting from yeah. a certain point, so like it just spread out where people can go. Right. And early, early voting in such a spread out nation, I think that that would be the best way to do that. The two, the two things I always say would kind of help you out is early voting and having um, when you register when you become eighteen, mm-hmm. you're automatically registered to vote, mm-hmm. and you get a card mailed to you. Yeah. That would eliminate all those problems. Right. So that would eliminate the nonsense that they always say about road ID. I'm like, right, if it's really your problem, then they should early, they should they should assign you ID. If that if that is really your problem, then they should automatically assign you ID when you turn eighteen for voting. Yeah. Because not everybody has an ID. Exactly. Having ID is telling somebody they have to pay for an ID mm-hmm. to vote. Yeah. Which is out of order. <laughs> A lot of people do not. And, have and I mean, honestly, I still think online voting is plausible. If I can apply for financial aid and just buy every everything else online, I can vote online. Send me, send me a username what? and a password or something. Let me create a little a little vote account. I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying what's not possible. I'm saying what they're not going to do. I know they're not going to do it, but I'm just like they're also not going to do it because number one, guys, people have a especially if they already believe that um, Russia hacked the elections or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they already believe that <laughs> that Russia can hack that. They believe that somebody's gonna hack the online system. Yeah. The closest that we were able to do is have an intranet, <laughs> which is what they kind of have now. Mm-hmm. They have an intra, kind of have an intranet now. Mm-hmm. Cause like, what happens now is when you vote now. I, I know because I, I run uh, do the polls. Mm-hmm. They vote now. You get a and everything gets downloaded to a USB. Right. And the person and the chairperson for the um for that site takes that USB. They bring it to the police station. Mm-hmm. And they upload all the all the um, votes that way. Mm-hmm. That's how votes get counted, right? Which is, I think, the best possible way to do <laughs> outside of just the paper ballot. Yeah, because I'm like, it, it, that's it, the best way to do that. To the most secure, just most, I, I understand why they they say that's the most secure way to do it. Because at least they know that the police system is they they know the police system it will be the most secure that they have now. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, if you got to do all this cheating to win, like, you got to evaluate what's happening here. I hear what you're saying. It's disgusting. And y'all want to sit here and talk to me about America as a Christian nation. And and the problem with all this cheating going on. The lies. The big problem that I have is that Republicans keep acting like it's a a party thing of why people, like, people from both parties cheat every time. Yes. The cheating exists. Taking away, like, so you you keep thinking that, like, oh, only Democrats cheat. Like, it's, it's 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 an insane thing. Like this whole Democrat Republican thing is trash. But mm-hmm. let's let's move on. 
Yes. So some good news now, because I feel like we've talked about a bunch of nonsense for the last couple of things. Nas's Illmatic album is being inducted into the Library of Congress. Awesome. Which is a huge deal. So Nas is having a great month. He won his first Grammy and now his uh, album, uh, the iconic Illmatic, shouts out to Queens. You know the vibes. Um, is being uh, inducted into the National Library of Congress along with uh, 24 other recordings. Um, but I think I think Nas's album is the only um, rap one. Um, other ones that um, went into the uh, Hall of uh, the in- Library of Congress, I'm sorry, was Janet Jackson's uh, Rhythm Nation album, uh, Louis Armstrong's When the Saints Go Marching In, uh, Patti LaBelle, oh, not Patti LaBelle, LaBelle, the group she was in, uh, their album Lady Marmalade and Cool in the Gang Celebration. So it was a good time of black people that shimmied in there. But um, yes, you know, Nas, Nas is, you know, he's in the mix. He's in the Library of Congress. How many rappers can say that? Library. The Library. It's a big deal. So yes, um, that was all that was happening in the topics. Um, in terms of new music, the only things that I saw that are of interest this week um, Vic Mensa put out an album okay. called I Tape. And I like Vic, Vic Mensa. He's weird. Yes. But like, I like him, you know, I like him a lot. And Trevor Jackson um, from Superfly and Grownish. He's also a singer. I don't know if a lot of people know that. But he put out an album called The Love Language. And I like his singing voice. So I'm going to check it out. So if you're looking for some, for some stuff to get into, Vic Mensa and Trevor Jackson have some stuff for you to get into in this coming week. Get your yeah. life. Don't say we never gave you nothing, okay? And the last thing, I'm gonna leave you off with a Toby Freestyle. We haven't got introduced in Toby in a while. Oh, There's a Toby freestyle. freestyle? Okay. I'll leave you off with Toby Freestyle and go from there. Oh, and then okay. after that we can get out of here. Surprise, surprise. Toby Freestyle. I I ain't even know. I I ain't even know who's gonna do a Toby Freestyle. All right. The vinyls are in. Yeah. That's just how it is, baby. That's just how we rock it. Yeah. Just 
started trading stocks, just gonna put me up on out. Okay. Started from the bottom, now they trick my boy like doctrine. Only allergy I have is being broke, I'm good on poly. Shout out to them frauds, I know that lifestyle is exhausting. Yeah. I pray you face your demons for you deep inside the coffin. Okay. I grew up around them heathens, far from Eden and the prophets, but maneuver like a deacon for those seeking for the false. Yeah. That from dry hydration, every line is like a seal. Yeah. I resonate with Nipsey, I spend time around the crib. Yeah. My hood think I'm divine, cause I stay dying and I ain't switched. And I got more sauce than Heinz, that's why I design on my feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm rich, <laughs> but it ain't just financial. We built this whole with nothing but Nike size, Nike sandals. Yeah. My wife got some kids, but I ain't never had a scandal. In the midst of all the harness and the guys trying to get sandals. Yeah. Toby going with him. Toby going with him. <laughs> so congrats to the Nuigues, um, uh doing their thing out here in these streets, getting to uh, another baby. He did say he wanted more kids. So, you know, I guess, you know, quarantine has been helping people be busy. Yeah. So uh, congrats to them. Um, you know, it's funny, but not funny. But I remember when uh, when, when this first Derek Jackson thing came out, people was like, he next. And I was like, nah, not Toby. No. Not Toby. Don't do that. And and I, and I said before, like, not Toby, don't do that. Oh, and, and congrats to Toby. Uh, Dave Chappelle pulled him up on stage uh, at, uh, at one of his shows, and Dave Chappelle was rapping Toby's lyrics along with him. I was like, Dave Chappelle is really a Toby fan, like yeah. legit. He knew he was rapping the words like he wrote them. I said, okay, I see you coming up, Toby. He had something with Erica Badu a little while ago. You know, I love to see it. I yeah. love to see it. Look at God. Yeah, she said, I see y'all with the embedded video yeah, slash subtitles. We trying over here. We trying to be a professional production. We trying. We trying to do what we can. We trying. We trying. We doing what we can. But anywho, uh, we gonna get up off here and go live our best lives because you know what? It's time to say we, we bid you, you adieu. Peace out, Prince Scout. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey.